right. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of All the Freaking Things podcast. I'm your host, Maggie. And I'm your host, Sam. And we have a great episode in store for you today. We're going to be talking about life lessons. <laughs> Not that we have any idea. Because we're, we're experts over here. <laughs> <laughs> How are you doing? I haven't seen you in a week. I know. Usually I see you every couple of days. I know. I know. I'm like going through withdrawal. I'm good. Nothing's really new. I Just housework. It's actually really nice to have a low-key weekend. I'm gearing up for the holidays. That's about it. Are you like everything's ready to go all your gifts and everything i know you're not doing like a bunch of gifts this year but i have a couple more to go yeah but i'm close did I'm you close. wrap it wrap yet no i know i haven't either no I they're, need to do they're that. sitting behind you in a giant pile yeah <laughs> it's it's time I'll maybe them, tomorrow i will i'll get them ready zach does all the wrapping oh yeah he's the professional rapper he is he's dylan awesome. is too i'm actually not good at it at all no i'm terrible mm-hmm. i can stuff the hell out of a gift bag yeah wrapping is a whole nother thing. I'm terrible at it. It's weird because I feel like they're perfectionist about it too. Yeah. I don't know if their mother taught them, but... I always use way too much wrapping paper and then mm-hmm. I like cut a crap ton off and I waste my, so much. My problem is when you fold the ends, I can never get them like perfectly creased. Mm-hmm. It's always like a little wrinkly or I have like a little bit too much paper and there's like a like a mm-hmm. bubble in the wrapping paper. I don't know. So will you wrap his gifts? Obviously he doesn't wrap his own, right? Well, <laughs> I've tried. <laughs> the past. Um, getting away with that but um no this year we're not doing gifts which is a little sad because we go hard on christmas Mm -hmm. for each other actually i know like there's most people i feel like don't do much because like you put it towards something else or whatever but we have so much fun buying gifts for each other but since we're redoing that room in our house we just were like yeah let's just put our money towards that this year that makes sense though i feel like i know a lot of couples this year that are actually doing that they're not going crazy on gifts they're doing like just some renovation to their house or planning yeah. a trip or saving money for that or you know what I mean mm-hmm. when I feel like you expensive <laughs> yeah and when I feel like you're with somebody for so long like it is nice to go all out but it's also sometimes nice to just do a little thing for each other yeah. and then spend it on something big in the future or whatever so yeah I didn't spend that much on Christmas this year which is really nice I think I went all out last year because I was so excited about like having a new house and having my first Christmas morning with Dylan but now I feel like I didn't go as crazy. You which, got it all done on Black Friday. Yeah, I literally was done almost with everything. I watched you. Mm-hmm. You like strolled over to the couch after Thanksgiving or Thanksgiving meal. You sat down. You didn't speak for about an hour and a half. And then you put your phone down. You're like, all right, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> I, it's honestly, though, I got so lucky on the deals. Like I was looking back at some of the things that I bought. And now they're like 90 to to $100. I got it for like 50 bucks. No nice stuff. That's where they jack the price up between like black friday and christmas because mm-hmm. they know people will be desperate like, yeah need to get the last get minute shoppers yeah exactly the last minute shoppers are you excited for christmas though i am i know me too we I'm have a really fun excited. episode coming for you guys I know, too we're gonna do a little christmas episode for yeah everyone, but i am really excited i love christmas me too it gets a little overwhelming with like the amount of like traveling mm-hmm. to different places and like i host christmas with my family at my house so i also have that going on and prepping for which i haven't even thought about honestly like i don't know what i'm cooking will you be done with this yeah the room yeah okay mm-hmm. well hope so i don't think the bar is gonna be done but we don't that's okay it's not a really a big deal i just don't know what we're gonna do with all the alcohol <laughs> i know it's just like spewed it, out on the floor right i know now. it's just like sitting in the middle of the room right now <laughs> um but yeah we got like all the furniture in um pretty much so it will be done for the most part yeah I'm so excited for Christmas but kind of how you were explaining it is that it, 
I just feel very overwhelmed by all the things that we're doing. I was talking to somebody today about literally from Friday, December 22nd to the 25th, all the things that I'm doing those days. And I was like, wow, I actually have a lot more than I thought. Mm -hmm. So I'm feeling a little overwhelmed about that. But I feel like when I'm in the midst of it, it's going to be fun. It's exciting. It just seems a lot right now. Yeah. I'm really happy it's not this weekend because I'm not prepared. Yeah. I need like a good another week. And we're going to Donna's this weekend and we're doing like something with her all together, which I'm excited about. I got an ugly sweater this year, officially. Did you not have one? I've never had an ugly sweater. Really? Where'd you get it? I honestly have no idea. I don't remember what the I was at Walmart today getting just like a couple random things and they had such cute ugly sweaters. I was so close to buying one, but I was like, I have a lot. I really don't need one, but I kind of want a new one. Yeah. No, mine's cute. It has like little tassels on it. You'll see it. It'll be cute. Oh, I can't wait to see it. We're going to do a murder mystery. I'm so excited. I know. Who's your character? Drew something. Basically the snobby like um, graphic designer. (laughs) Oh my god, really? Yeah. I like didn't read all of the um, descriptions. I only read a couple of them and I just like picked the first one I saw. I think mine's like Sandy Witch. She's like a sandwich person, which I was like, um. I love food, so I might as well just do it. <laughs> <laughs> well, there was like a marketing forecaster and I was like, should I do that? I, I sent them both to Zach and he goes, be a little bit more fun and do the other one. So I was like, I've always wanted to be a graphic designer. Don't then even pick one. I had to pick one for him. <laughs> He's like, you pick one for me. I don't have time. I'm like, okay. So I just picked the one that was above mine. I barely read it. I was like, okay, whatever. But I love murder mysteries. It's going to be fun in a Christmas one. I wonder if he'll be the murderer again. Honestly, I hope so. <laughs> I love being I love being the murderer. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But anyway, talking about Christmas and all the exciting things that are coming up, um, we have a fuffle. A fuffle. <laughs> it's time to go to bed. <laughs> We have a couple just fun things to share with you guys. So I don't know if anyone's seen this, but there is a viral snow globe cocktail. It's like basically winter wonderland in a glass. So basically what you do is you pour water into this glass and then you cut a piece of rosemary and you turn it upside down and then you put it in the freezer and then you take it out of the freezer and you fill it with like a clear cocktail. You could do a vodka soda, sparkling water. You can make it a mocktail. And then basically it looks like winter wonderland in a glass. And it's the cutest thing I've ever seen. You showed me a video. It's adorable. I know. We are in charge of cocktails this weekend. And I'm struggling because I want to do like an espresso martini. But I'm trying to make it like festive. I thought the peppermint idea that you said to okay. me was a good idea. Maybe I'll do that. Oh, it's Zach's idea. It was Zach's he's, idea. He's chirping in the background yeah, right now. He's, he's sitting next to he's me. He's like, he needs credit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like that is a good idea, though, because you got to make it like red or green or something. You yeah. can put a little candy cane in it or something. Yeah, put some sprinkles on it. Yeah. If anybody has any good holiday cocktail ideas, Like crumble up some like candy cane us. on it. Yeah, DM us, give me ideas. But yeah, that, that's I think what I'm going to do. I don't do. think I've ever made a Christmas cocktail. I, I did one last year with, um, shout out Michaela, we went to her parents' house and a bunch of her girlfriends came over and we all made, we were all in charge of a different cocktail. I think there was like 10 or 12 cocktails we made. Oh my God, that sounds so fun. But luckily like she, like their house is walking distance from mine. Yeah. Um, but it was so good. We tried all these different kinds. There was sparkles everywhere. <laughs> Candy canes everywhere. <laughs> All I've made is those sugar cookie jello shots. Remember I made those like a few years ago when we were in the Adirondacks? They were pretty good. But that's the only like Christmas seed cocktail thing I've ever made. I'm always down for a festive cocktail. Maybe I'll do the snow globe thing. Yeah. I feel like it's pretty easy. Yeah. The, the only tricky part is like putting it in the freezer. I know. I'm going to have to, don't know how I'm going to do that, but 
We'll figure it out. Bring a cooler. <laughs> you, like, haul a cooler in the door. <laughs> With all my glasses ready to go. <laughs> Unless I just prep them there. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if she has enough room. I'll have to, I'll have to reach out. Knowing her fridge, it's going to be packed. I know. I know. <laughs> well, we'll see. I just want to do the most simplistic thing. I don't want to go overboard because I feel like I will get too, like, excited about making a cocktail and spend so much money and use all these different liquors and I'm never going to use, no. like, ever again. I just don't want to do that to myself. Yeah. I've done that before and they're still sitting there I'm like I'm never gonna use this again right um I I definitely make espresso martinis all the time so I know I'm excited (laughs) um speaking of liquor I just saw this today and I got so excited about it so empirical which is a spirit company which is some type of liquor they are coming out with Doritos nacho cheese liquor I cannot believe this. This is so exciting. It's going to be probably so gross, but I have to try it. I don't know how I feel about this. (laughs) I know you don't like Doritos, but I feel like you have to try it. Do it with me. I will 100% try it. Okay. Because I I have to try anything. I, but I just know I'm going to I'm so pumped about it though. That is like a dream come true. (laughs) But I feel like it's going to be so bad. So bad. <laughs> it's going to be good. so bad, but I have to try it. that with soda water? Yeah, it's got to be with something very plain. What do you even mix with that? I really don't know. I mean, it's definitely a game changer for like Taco Tuesday. You have like your tacos, you have your margarita, and you have like your Doritos and Nocho. Maybe you like mix it cheese. with the margarita? I don't. Nacho, I don't know. I don't know. I have a lot of. What if they did a Cool Ranch one? Do you just not like Doritos in general, or is it just the nacho cheese ones you don't like? I don't think I like those either. Really? Have you tried spicy nacho? Those are like I just don't like those like <sighs> I know artificially flavored. They're 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 awful not for sound you. Like a snobby. I'm not trying. I just I don't like artificial flavors. Like they just like I don't know what it is. They're awful for it's you. Really hard to explain. <laughs> it's the same thing with Reese's and having like a yes. natural dark chocolate peanut butter cup. I like don't like Re- we talked about this on the Halloween episode. I like mm-hmm. don't really like Reese's cups anymore. I know. I still do, but you can 100% tell the difference when you're having a Reese's versus yeah. a natural, you know. It's like not as satisfying anymore. No. Like today, I had a mini Twix after lunch. We have like a candy bowl in our office and I never dive into the bowl because it's just like not very appetizing to me anymore. And I'm like I'm craving something sweet. Like I'm going to have a piece or whatever. It's so disappointing every time. Yeah, I feel like it's like a letdown every time you're like, I want something sweet. And then you have this and you're like, wow, that was not what I wanted at no. all. Mm-hmm. Whatever. We're just... We're growing. Our palates are maturing. <laughs> well, whenever this comes out, I'm buying it, and you're going to try it with me. I'm okay. going to force you. Fine, fine. Maybe my cousin Hannah will because she loves Doritos too. I'll have to force somebody. No, you should record me doing it. Should I record you taking a shot of the <laughs> Doritos nacho cheese liquor? And put it on. And then you literally just spit it all out. It comes yeah. out of your nose. I'm going to cry. I know. <laughs> I feel like you're going to end up liking it. It's going to be this like weird thing that you think you're going to end up hating and then you're actually going to love it. Yeah. Maybe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know, but. <laughs> I can convince you. Did you see the Vanderpump Rules mm-hmm. new trailer? Yeah. I'm so close to being done. It comes out end of January, so I have time. January 30th. Yeah. So I have time. I think I'm going to fly through the next couple seasons. So they just skip like the, what season? This is season 11 that's coming out, right? No, I think it's 12, isn't it? Maybe 11? I have no idea. I think there's 10 seasons. You're right. I think there's, yeah. So season 11's coming out. So season 9, you should just honestly skip it. Really? It's, like so, it's not good because like no one, 
like Jax isn't in it anymore Stassi's not in it anymore and like obviously the current cast is in it and like they're still good but it was COVID so everyone was on lockdown mm-hmm. and like the drama is just po- it's just pathetic maybe just I watch like the first and the last episode and then call it quits I've done that before just so I can get like the lowdown on everything yeah but not waste my time with 20 episodes because they're just a lot of episodes in a season. And none of it's really relevant to like the current season. I just got introduced to all the new people though, like Dana and Max who are part of like Tom Tom. Like I'm finally meeting all these people. They don't. Mm -mm. But I wish they did, especially Dana. I think Dana's really cool. I don't know why they, they didn't. COVID messed everything up because I think like, because COVID happened, so many of them that aren't from LA ended up like going back to like wherever they were from or whatever, so they couldn't be in the show anymore. And then I don't know if they ever just like didn't recast them after. I don't know what happened, but they were good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm starting to realize I don't like Sheena. <laughs> Join the club. I've never really had a problem with her, but now as I'm getting more into these seasons, I feel like she's just so attention seeking about everything like Sheena. it's just annoying like i don't not like her she's just annoying mm-hmm. yeah she just like she can't like hold her ground i don't know how to explain it like she has to side with everyone mm-hmm. she has to be friends with everyone mm-hmm. she does she's afraid if someone doesn't like her it's like the end of the world yeah and like the thing that makes me really mad is like she was ariana's friend first and i feel like that just doesn't even matter <laughs> But. Yeah, she is the type of person that conforms to everything and everyone. She can't stand her ground. She's not her own person. Yeah. You know? But, again, I like her. Her daughter's really freaking cute. Yeah, Like, so cute. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I've just... That's the one character that irks me mm-hmm. and didn't before. James used to irk me. Mm-hmm. But he's well, he's really, always been a douche. Yeah. But he's come around. This last season, like, definitely he redeemed himself. I'm interested... To, now that he has his new girlfriend... Like, she's so she's cute. Really yeah, I like her. I think she's a good influence on him. So he's been a lot. He's been better. And then like Schwartz. I don't know. I I like Schwartz, but he's annoying sometimes too. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, Katie, everyone hates on Katie because she's so miserable. But I really think she was so miserable for so long because of her relationship mm-hmm. with Schwartz. So I feel like now that they're not together anymore, they're thriving. And I'm really, she's thriving. And I'm interested to see how the season, how she is in the season. But um, I just like d- hated how Schwartz literally never had her back. He's a pushover. Yeah. He was just always one that, again, I feel like he was kind of like Sheena where he just conformed. He didn't stand his ground. He was like, oh, well, I just don't want to deal with the conflict. Exactly. Like, it's like, no. Like, stand up for what you believe in. Right. Like, be true to the people that you're supposed to be loyal to. Exactly. You know? Um, so, this season of Winter House is out right now. Mm-hmm. And he's on um, he's, he's on the season. And he, like, made out with this other cast member. Oh, I saw Jack. that. Yeah, Katie Flood. And I was actually rooting for them. I was like, yes, yes, yes. I don't know why. Like, what did I think? I just like Katie, and it was like a fun fling, and I was like rooting for them. And then when the premiere or the uh, trailer came out for Vanderpump Rules for their season, like, like he's on, he has this weird fling relationship thing with this girl that he's been friends with forever. And then there's some other girl. I don't know. It looks like there's some type of romantic relationship going on for him and i'm like i just wanted him and katie to like the end game i don't know why i was rooting for it so hard the whole thing with like him making out with sheena oh my god uh, so i think that happened a long time ago yeah i think it's it's just coming to the surface but to my point the girl she's not a girl's girl that's my problem with her that's like the the best way i can say it yeah that's a great way to describe it 
I'm so excited. I got to catch up. I got to just binge. Yeah. I literally watched the entire franchise in a month and a half. I don't know how. <laughs> I literally don't know how. I'm not proud of it. <laughs> Did you like every time you were just doing something, it was in the background mm-hmm. essentially? Yeah, I need to start doing that. Like if I'm at the, I was out at the gym, like it was on, I was watching it. If I was doing a mindless task at work, I was watching it. If like whatever. Okay. That's my goal. Because like, I was trying to finish it before um, the reunion came out. Mm-hmm. So, and like Zach hates reality TV, but I was like, I just I need to finish the show. So mm-hmm. he finally, like, he let me watch it in front of him. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but it'll be good. I haven't watched the reunions. I skip them every time. What? Mm-hmm. The reunions are the best. I know. I did like watch the first couple from the first couple seasons. I was like, I got to get to the next season. Oh. So I didn't watch them. You have to watch the reunion for the end of season 10. Like okay. you have to watch okay. it. Okay. There were iconic moments that came Okay. Out yeah. The last like three seasons I haven't watched the reunions yeah. for. Just like I got to get to the next one. Yeah. No, I love the reunions are my favorite mm-hmm. episodes because during the show, like and any franchise, like Real Housewives, whatever, there's always just like little things you get hung up on, you get mm-hmm. so frustrated with, and during the reunion, they get called out. I know, and it gets stuff. all brought I'm back like, up. Yeah, I know. Get them. <laughs> I know. I wish I did, but I just, I got to finish the show. I really no, have to. 100%. But like, you got to watch season 10 reunion. I will, for sure. For sure. Okay. I'm excited. <laughs> Can't wait. Should we get into our topic? Yeah, let's get into our topic. All right. Today... <laughs> We're going to do life lessons. I'm actually really excited about this one because I feel like we do have a lot of good insight about things. And I think we have a lot to share. Again, we said before we're not experts, but I feel like we both have been through a lot and we've experienced a lot. So I feel like we have a lot of good things to share. I'm old and wise enough. Yeah. But I feel like we're also like mature for our age. And we've been through a lot in our 27, Mm -hmm. eight years of our life. You know, that's what people say. We're also going to share lessons that we've maybe don't love and don't like so I like started mine and then I glanced at yours and some of the ones that you have I'm like yes I'm glad you said that because I like forgot to put it yeah it's perfect we're aligned there I figured like we could just start by like sharing what our favorite and least favorite lessons are yeah what are some of yours um my one of my favorites is like there's always another way this one I just really like because I feel like that's kind of even my job. Like, that's my mentality. Like, trying to figure things out. There's always another way. There's always a way to do it. Or, the right way isn't the The right way isn't the only way. Like, you can try different things and get to the same conclusion. I love that. Yeah. Improvise. Improvise. Yeah. Um, This one is kind of like... um, It's cringy and cliche, but I love it. I know. And I feel like it's a little controversial, but... Everything happens for a reason. Truly believe it. Yeah. Even if it's shitty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like there's something that you can at least take away from the situation. Because I think you always, exactly, you always learn something from a situation that may not turn out the way you want it to. Mm-hmm. You know? For every action, there's an equal opposite reaction. Ooh. I did not think of that. Yeah. So tell me your thought process behind that. Like what does that mean? Just like you, I think your actions are, they can have a very large impact on the world, whether that's another person, a situation, whatever. And keeping that in mind, like even when it comes to your words, words can hurt. And like growing up, my mom would always tell me like, treat people the way you want to be treated. Well, if you're going to treat people like shit, like you're going to get it in return. Right. 
you know so just keep so whatever you put out into the world you're gonna get in return exactly karma's a bitch it really is oh my gosh it's so true though that's happened to me multiple times and always comes to bite me in the ass exactly like if i say something or do something that's negative it always comes back one way or another yeah exactly Sometimes I'll like I'll have like a very negative mindset and I'll be like just kind of spewing negative comments and things. I'm like I'm on thin ice right now with karma. Like I know it's coming. <laughs> it's back coming back to me. bite me for sure, for sure. It's hard though. It's hard when you're in that mentality of being negative though. It's hard to get out of that. So it's it's easier said than done to always be positive or always to do the right thing or say the right thing. Like it's not realistic, right. you know. But yeah. Um. Don't put all your eggs in one basket. This one's pretty self-explanatory, but it's it's a common one, but I think it's important to remember. Um, this is my favorite one. This is one that I've learned in my 20s, like my late mid to late 20s. I've never really been... A, I feel like when I was younger, I was a people pleaser, but I'm not really a people pleaser by nature. But I feel like really coming into my own and realizing that it's okay to say no, and no is such a powerful word. It's so great. Mm-hmm. It's all right if you don't want to do something. It's okay. Just be honest. Just say no. Yeah, I feel Set like those boundaries. It's become yourself. like a trend. Yeah, it's okay to say no. I feel like that's such a big thing that you see out on like even just like social media. Like everyone's saying like it's okay to say no. Like put yourself first. Like you're your first priority. I feel mm-hmm. like that's kind of how it relates to that. But I feel like I've had a difficult time doing that, especially in my like teenage years early 20s because I didn't really know who I was and I just wanted to like make everyone happy yeah Yeah. now I feel like I don't really care no I'm fine with saying no (laughs) I'm like nope sorry I'm not available I don't feel good (laughs) see you later (laughs) exactly um communication is key to a successful relationship whether that be your partner or a best friend or whatever that it really is you need to learn to communicate even if your communication styles are different you need to figure out a way that you guys can speak the same language. It's the foundation of every relationship. Mm-hmm. If you can't communicate, it's going to fail. Exactly. Stay away from toxic people. <laughs> it's not worth it. No. Even if like it's a long, maybe a friend you've had for a long time, if they're bringing you down, there comes a point in time where I think enough is enough. Mm-hmm. It's okay to step away and say no. Yeah. We talked about this earlier. I think we're like, yes. Like it's hard yeah. to like draw that line. But you start to get those red flags. And when you get those red flags, you just have to be like, okay, this is not worth it. Mm-hmm. You know? Exactly. Um, try and view life with a glass half full. I liked this one. This one's a big one for me because this was something that was reiterated to, my, to me a lot when I was a child. Because there's like certain people in my life growing up that were very glass half empty people. So the glass half full people would constantly remind me just like, don't have a mindset like them like you know look for the positive look for the light in situations and it's always stuck with me over the years your job is not your life um I learned this one the hard way (laughs) that's a big life lesson for a lot of people I feel like especially when they're just starting out in their career still trying to figure out what they want to do and I think that's normal I think when you're in your early 20s like it's about grinding especially like depending on your career of course like it Anyways, for me, like I worked in like corporate America, so that's kind of the mentality, especially in your your entry level position. But it was taxing, and I learned that there's another way, truly. And now look where I am. I'm miles ahead of where I was there, making more money. Um, I have an incredible work life balance. My job is super flexible 
all my coworkers are wonderful people and they all have the same mentality, which is nice. Like I am a firm believer and it starts from the top down. So the energy that you put out for your team, they are also going to be affected by that and put that out themselves. So if your boss is, you know, working 80 hours a week and demanding things from you and being unrealistic with timelines and making your life a living hell, um, <laughs> it's going to affect everyone everyone around you and it just brings down the entire vibe essentially so where I am now nobody's like that everyone's really realistic and understanding and even our clients are that way too which we like we are very uh, critical with our clients and like if we drive well with them that's so nice yeah from where you were to where you are now it's like a toxic relationship too. Like when you're in it, you think that there's no other way. Like this is it. Like getting a new job is so hard. Like it's not worth it. It's not look worth looking for a new job. Like it's just, and I'm, if you're in the situation now, I'm telling you there, the grass is greener. It can be greener. Obviously there's situations where people have left and gone to another job that hasn't turned out great. But if you do it right, like the grass can be greener. Mm-hmm. So I think like the first step is taking that chance too. Yeah, exactly. And then sometimes it can take a little while and I can understand that not everybody might be in the position to quit their job and wait a month and look for a job and whatever. And maybe you need to look for a job simultaneously, like do what you got to do, but you can find another way. Um, work smarter, not harder. I say this like every day at work. <laughs> <laughs> Um, fake it until you make it. That's a big one. Oh, I do that all the time. time. I love it. (laughs) Yeah. I still feel like I'm a baby all the time. I'm like, some, I'll have like these revelations where I'll be like driving to work and I'm like, man, I'm a grown ass woman. (laughs) (laughs) And I really don't feel like I am. How did we get here? I'm married. (laughs) I have a full-time job. I'm like in charge of people's marketing at their businesses. Like I am a manager. I'm like, where did we, how did we get here? I know. It puts it in perspective, though, doesn't it? Yeah. Like, damn, I've done a lot in my life so far. It's truly like an out-of-body experience. Yeah. You're like, what's going on? (laughs) (laughs) And, like, I have really bad imposter syndrome. So when I have those moments, like, I have a really hard time taking myself seriously. So I'm like, who are we kidding? Like, I just still view myself as, like, a (laughs) 16-year-old. I do, too, at times. I'm like, wait, I'm not supposed to be doing this right now. I should be doing something completely different. This is not who I'm meant to be. But it is. Like, it is who I'm meant to be. But again, that imposter syndrome, you just don't feel like Mm -hmm. you're meant to do that. Right. Um, And then the last one, everything in moderation. I tell myself that a lot. Yeah. I feel like that's a good reminder. Mm -hmm. Because I think you get, a lot of people especially, just get caught up in that. Like, oh, I have to do this. Or I can't eat this. Or whatever it is. It's like, life's too short, man. Some that I don't like, never give up. It's okay to give up sometimes. <laughs> sometimes you need to. No, you need to. Yeah. I And I feel like workaholics come from that mentality. Like, you can never give up. Like, you've committed to this. Like, you have to see it through. And that's right sometimes. Like, there's certain situations where, yeah, like, you did commit to this and you need to see it through. But if it's, like, not a good situation and it's not benefiting you, then, like, why are you doing it? Mm-hmm. Like, you're causing yourself more stress. Yeah. It's not worth it. No. Um, do what you love and money will follow. Um, if that was true, I will, I would be like a travel blogger, like living in Italy. (laughs) (laughs) 
so unfortunately that's not true college isn't always the answer that's not really like a life lesson but like i guess i feel like for our generation like millennials in general like we're kind of i'm more like gen z but like whatever it was like pushed on us like go to college go to college go to college go to college and like now like 95 percent of us are in student loan debt and we can barely afford to live and there's all these jobs out there that are you can make a lot of money doing that you don't need to go to college for i just feel like college isn't the answer to everything no it's truly not and i feel like so many people learn and do best with what they do by experiencing it and being hands-on so all that time and energy and money that you waste on college to learn the curriculum or whatever it is it doesn't really even matter like all the stuff I learned in my master's program I don't use on a day-to-day basis at all and everyone that I know that goes and gets a degree says that I literally learned how to do what I do and I'm do well at it because I do it every day and I experience it and I'm hands-on with it yeah so many people I hear yeah. Say the same exact thing. I'm the same exact way. College didn't teach me anything. But I also like, I know some of my coworkers that went to like bigger schools took like different courses that I do sound like they apply to what I do. But for the most part, especially business, you really don't need to go to college. Like I feel like it's like obviously certain jobs. Like yeah, if you're a doctor, you're a doctor or something yeah. like that, like you need to go to school. So. You need to go to school. <laughs> but a lot of jobs... I really don't feel like you need to spend and all I that money. I think it's stupid that you require a degree for so many jobs. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't need to do that. My company doesn't require It should a be based on experience. Exactly. We don't require a degree. Like, if you want to apply... If, hey, if you're looking for a job out there and you don't have a degree or maybe you have a degree in something else but you want to make a change, you can come apply for my company. Literally. <laughs> you know, like, we don't require it. Yeah. I am way more on board with the experience piece versus the degree. Yeah. I think that's way more important. You've been in the field. You know what it's like. You've experienced it. It doesn't matter how many years you've been to school, how many courses you've taken. No one cares because you're never going to take that with you. No. Ever. <laughs> Makes me angry. I'm glad that you brought that up because I forgot about that one. <laughs> um, so some of my life lessons, I'm not going to go over every single one. I feel like I wrote so much down, but I'll try to summarize. So some of the things I've learned is that your entire life can change in an instant and you have to be grateful for what you have and do whatever good you can with it. I feel like things change so quickly in life and whether it's for the good or for the bad, I think that you just have to be grateful for what you have in the moment. And that's why I think it's so important that people either think about or write down just things that you're grateful for every day because things can change so quickly. And that's something I've learned just by doing my like gratitude journal every morning and every night. It just puts things in perspective. Next one, it's okay to feel lost sometimes and you owe everything to your present self. So I feel like what I mean by this is that there's times in my life where I felt very lost and I never thought that I was going to be able to overcome whatever it was. But I think that you have to remember that you've been through what you've been through and it's gotten you to who you are today. So you don't have to worry about all the things that have happened in the past and being lost and being worried. I think you just have to be okay with the present self and doing what you can now to make yourself better. So That's something that I've learned. It's something that I think is really important. Um, I really like this one. It's kind of a similar one that you already talked about, Mags, but action breeds more clarity than thought. So you can't think your way into what you want. You have to act your way into it. So you can can think your way into doing all these great things with your life, but you actually have to put action behind it. So saying you're going to do this, this, and this doesn't really mean you're going to do it. You actually have to do something about it. I love that. I feel like I say that a lot. Like, I'll be... I'm someone that's 
very much like about doing and sure if you want to vent if you want to vent about something i totally understand but if you're venting about it constantly not doing anything about it that's when like a flag goes up like all right you need to make a change you're constantly repeating the same thing you're something's bothering you clearly like you need to put it in action and actually make moves and do something about it because just talking about it is just driving me crazy (laughs) i feel like we're very good about that though when we have like a thought in our mind or we put something into existence we're pretty good about following through and making like action steps towards reaching whatever we're trying to reach Mm -hmm. so i feel like i do a pretty good job with that for the most part but i think you can get caught up in um, you know, thinking these things and then not putting it into action. So I think it's just important to kind of reflect and recognize when you're doing that and getting into that pattern and how you can actually take action steps, do your goal setting, you know, yeah. stuff like that. Um, next one, commitment is what gets you started. So consistency is what gets you somewhere. And then persistence is what gets you going. I love that. Because like, I feel like commitment, consistency, and persistence are just like three important qualities that every person should try to emulate. If you're committed and you're consistent and you're persistent, like good things are going to happen for you. Um, Share your progress and not your goals and you'll always be motivated. So I really like this one because I feel like it's not about the goal. It's about the progress that you've made towards the goal. And at the end of the day, if you have progress, you're always going to be motivated to want to reach your goal. So it's really not about the end goal all the time. It's about the progress and what you do to get there. Yes. I love that. I think that's so important. Um, Self-care is realizing that you are your greatest obstacle. I love this one because you are your greatest obstacle. You are the one that has all these negative thoughts in your head or you're the one that's standing in the way of what you really want. And I feel like self-care is recognizing that you are your biggest obstacle and finding ways to take care of yourself to let yourself know that like you're it's okay to like feel that way about yourself but what are you going to do to make yourself feel better? I love it. I didn't like really think about that until recently. That's a new one for me. Kind of came up randomly one day. I was like, I am my biggest like what's that? What's the word I'm looking for? The roadblock? Like in your own way? Yeah. What's the, There's like a saying, you're your biggest, oh my God, it's going to stress me out. I can't think of it right now. You're your biggest, um, <laughs> shoot, anyone know? <laughs> Peanut gallery? Anyone know? You're your biggest like, um, shit. You? Critic. Yes. You're your, you're your, um, you're your own worst critic. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I literally was getting so upset. I was about to look it up on my phone. You are your own worst critic. That relates to this life lesson that you need to realize that you are your greatest obstacle. Whoever's listening to this is going to be screaming that in their car. Oh, my God. It's so embarrassing. Sorry, guys. I literally had a brain fart there. I did, too. I was like, like, wait, is Zach over there? Can he help me? I was like, peanut gallery, help me. Um, Okay, next one. When you slow down, you begin to take care of your body, mind, and soul so they can take care of you. I really like that. I think we are so in the hustle and bustle of things, and we really don't just slow down. And I think when you start slowing down, all these parts of you will just feel better in general, and they will take care of you and make you feel better. You grow rich when you seek new experiences. I love that that because it's all about, for me, when I think of that, I think about traveling and going and experiencing new things and new people, not even really traveling, just going out and doing new things, I guess. Yeah. I think it also shifts your perspective, Mm -hmm. which like I think a really important, I think something like a life lesson I'm thinking now that I've learned is just understanding that there's more sides to the story in regards of everything. 
like I'm a very opinionated person. We know this, but I'm very open minded and I'm always willing to hear somebody out. And most of the time when I do, my perspective still shifts. I might still like in the end have the same opinion, but it might be a little bit broader Mm -hmm. or whatever. Yeah, I think that's so important because if you don't experience new things, you're just very fixed in your mindset. And I just feel like times are evolving and changing. Like you have to be more open and I don't know, just understanding of different things. I just feel like times have changed so much that you can't be in that fixed mindset. You have to have that growth mindset. Um, You are a student for life. I love this one. It kind of relates to what I do every day. But as a teacher, like my job is to teach, but I learn so much from my kids. And I guess in general, what I mean by that is that you are always learning and growing. Like everybody is. You're never... If you're not, then like I just feel bad for you. They say the moment you stop learning, you die. (laughs) It's so true though. Like I don't ever want to not learn new things and try new things and be open to that. Like that's a boring life and I feel bad for you if you're not doing that. So you should start to become a student for life. (laughs) Um, I really like this one. This is something that I have started to recently realize is fear is not there to stop you. It's there to show you that you are interested and that you care. So when you are fearful of something, it's because you care and you're interested in it and you want to be better for it. So it's not something that should stop you from doing whatever it is that you're fearful of. It should actually show you that you care and you want to grow and be better, which I really appreciate and I love. Failure and adversity are your greatest teachers. I 100% agree with that. Mm -hmm. I feel like there are so many instances in my life where I feel like I have failed, but I have learned so much from that failure or anytime I've really struggled with something and faced this big adversity in my life. I've learned so much from it. Right. Agreed. You have to go through hard stuff. That's the only way you mature and grow and learn. And I feel like people that don't, they live a very, I don't know how to say this. They live a life with rose colored glasses. Yeah. I feel like they're just very stagnant. Like you don't have... You live in this like fantasy world. Fantasy world. Yeah. It's just like it's not realistic. Yeah. And I feel bad for people that haven't experienced. Like I'm not saying that you should go out and experience hard things. Like I'm not saying go find a hard thing and be (laughs) miserable. But I'm just saying that like if you don't go through hard things, like I feel like you don't really experience the meaning of life. Yeah, it's true. Sorry, I'm getting like philosophical here. But I just feel like this is a philosophical episode. Yeah. (laughs) I just I don't know. I feel like you have to face hard times in your life. That's just a part of being a human. And if you haven't yet, then maybe you will one day and yeah. you'll know what I'm talking about and you'll be better for it. In the it. meantime, go find some new experiences. <laughs> <laughs> um, I love this one. You don't only live once, you live multiple lives within one. Meaning. Ooh, that's so true. Meaning that like you go through so many different phases and stages of your life that you're starting new ones all the time no, without so even true. realizing it. It's so true. Like think about how different you are from when you were like a teenager. Yeah. Or whatever. Even like going from your 20s to your 30s mm-hmm. to like your 40s. Like I feel like those like year marks of like 20, 30, 40, 50, you're evolving and changing so much and you live multiple lives within this one life that you live. And so many things happen to you and so many things just make you grow and change. I love that. I really like that one. Stop belittling yourself and start being yourself. I think we're very quick to be critical of ourselves like I kind of talked about earlier just being super harsh on yourself but instead of belittling yourself and making yourself feel bad or trying to make yourself smaller like be yourself be who you are 
be happy with that and be confident with who you are. Don't change for somebody else. Don't belittle yourself for somebody else. Like, be happy with who you are. The people that love you and care about you will want to be around the real you. They're not going to want to be around this person that's putting up a facade or and is being fake. don't, then they're not your real friends. No. Or people you don't want to be around or associate with. Yeah. And I think that's something that you learn as you get older. So if we have younger listeners, like, it'll happen for you. You just got to give yourself time. But it's definitely something that I've learned within my 20s, for sure. Um, self-love is born out of self-acceptance and self-awareness. I really like this one. Because we are the most aware, we are the most aware people. Like I think me and you are I'm for like sure. Yeah, it's like a problem. It. It's like a disorder. <laughs> I think it's a disorder for us. Um, but I think really, truly, self love and loving yourself comes from just being self aware and accepting who you are. And that's a journey. I don't think that happens overnight. It's something I still struggle with. Yeah, I feel like I have. I'm good at the self awareness part, but I'm not so great at the self acceptance. Hundred percent. Because like I'll be very aware of something that I do. And I'm like, why do I do that? Mm-hmm. I hate that I do that. Yeah. <laughs> And then you get really hard on yourself. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, okay, so a couple that I don't like. What you do today is a reflection of who you will be tomorrow. That is a crack of shit. Okay? Like, you can have a really bad day and do some really messed up shit, but that doesn't mean that you're going to be that way tomorrow. Exactly. It we me- all say things and do things we don't mean. Um, I just don't. Anger or whatever. I don't love that. Happens. I'm not saying, like, I know that, like, people say that, like, people never change. And I... Again, I disagree with I disagree with that. I don't. (laughs) Yeah, I don't really. I really don't love that one. But I feel like if you have a really terrible time in your life or whatever it is, and you do all these things that you really regret and you don't are like proud of, that doesn't mean that that's who you should be tomorrow. Everyone should start fresh. Like we've all made mistakes. I've seen people that you never thought would change and end up changing for the better. And now they're living a wonderful life. So I just don't believe in that stop comparing and create your own definition of success I agree with this to a certain extent but I don't think it's possible to not compare yourself to people it's a good point it is I just believe it's physically impossible yeah if you're someone that doesn't compare yourself to other people then teach me your ways. teach me your ways and DM me right now <laughs> <laughs> because I just think that every one of us does some comparing some people do it a lot. Some people like don't do it a lot. Nature. It's human nature. Right. Like you can create your own definition of success, but you are still going to compare yourself to other people. That's how I view it. Again, you can agree to disagree, but that's just what I think. Um, you have to be happy with yourself before you can be with someone else. This is a big one. I think that if you are someone that's not happy with yourself, but you are working and doing actionable things to make yourself happy separate from the person that you're with, I think that you can be with someone even if you're not fully happy with yourself. If you're not doing anything actionable to make yourself happy, then you don't, you, you should not be with that person. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like if I you're agree. doing actually something about it, that's a different story. Yeah. If, you have, if you've acknowledged that you have issues that you need to work on, then that's different. If you are living in denial, then it's not going to be successful with anyone. And again, I think it's, based on each person in every person's situation but I think that if you're someone that's really trying to better themselves and you're doing things to make yourself better and you have a partner that's okay but money can't buy happiness you know Mm, to a certain extent I agree with this but I disagree with it because I think money can give you a lot of opportunity for a lot of things but I also am on the stance of like I 
feel like I could have chosen a lot of different career paths, made a lot more money, but I chose something that I love and I know that I'm never going to make a lot of money, but I'm going to, I'm a motivated person. So I'll find other ways to make money and be successful. But I always, I just think that money sometimes can buy you happiness. I'm not saying all the time. Yeah. But sometimes, maybe not true happiness, but it can buy you happiness for the short term or get you to where you want to be to figure out how you're going to be happy. Sure. Right? I I would be very happy in a beautiful mansion on the countryside in France. Maybe that's like naive of me. I don't know. But that's just how I feel about it. I agree. I think to a certain degree it can. Change yourself to be happy. No. Nope. You don't need to change yourself. (laughs) Absolutely not. There's certain things that maybe you should, you know, try to figure out. Don't change who you are, though, to your core. Mm-hmm. Um, follow your heart. You know, this is difficult. I I just don't love that because I think that, you know, they always say, like, listen to your, like, listen to your heart. Like, no. I think you need to take all things into consideration. Like, you got your mind, you got your heart, you got your, you know, gut. Listen to all those things. Don't make it solely off your heart because your heart's the one that's, I feel like, the one that goes based off a lot of feeling and you're not thinking logically. But that's just me because I feel like I think more logical than I do feeling at times. Same. So um, live, laugh, love. The three L's. What? I just don't. I don't love it. This was the sign that was in like every family's home Mm -hmm. from like 2005 to like 2012. I mean, I love live, laugh, love. But like, is anyone actually live, laugh and loving (laughs) all the time? (laughs) I get so mad about it. Also, keep calm and carry on. That was a huge was thing huge forever. Like I remember seeing like all these like meme things where it's like I don't know some like beautiful picture and it's like keep calm. Yeah, and now they change like everything. Like keep calm and like they came up with all these other little like quotes to go with it. Like keep calm and Taylor Swift, like <laughs> stuff like that. I don't even know. There's so many different ones now. I feel like the last two are just very cliche, and that's why I don't like them. That's fine. But I feel like I couldn't come up with really any more. I still came up with a good amount, but that's great. Um, me. Yeah. But I agree with a lot of yours. Yeah, I feel like we like kind of bounced off each other, which was good. Um. So I think something that I found was interesting was more so about like the lessons that we've pulled out of like mo- movies and media growing up, because I think we all can agree that even if you don't realize it, a lot of the life lessons like we learn early in life are from movies. Um. And so I found this list that essentially are the top movies that taught us some seriously messed up life lessons. And I just need to share them because looking back, I'm like, whoa. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So number one, life is like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get from Forrest Gump. Essentially, um, it means loss sickness or a new job nothing is in your control honestly <laughs> oh my god so it's like yeah you know you, you make lem- like lemons with lemonade or yeah you make lemonade with lemons. you make lemons out of lemonade. <laughs> we're on the struggle bus tonight i think it's every night that we do this but it's fine it's fine, it's fine. we're surviving yeah not thriving um anyways yeah so that's true to some extent right but it's like like your dog dies it's like well when life gives you a box of chocolate like no that's something to be sad about um number two your secrets are never safe don't expect that deep dark secret to never surface especially when writing in a book as mean girl showed oh, i love that movie 
Um, your dream job might be way harder than it looks. Your job can mostly suck if you let it. Fake it till you make it or just quit if it's really that bad. As the devil wears God <laughs> I love my job. I love my job. I love my job. <laughs> um, bullies are ruthless. They don't discriminate against your age or if it's Christmas time. When you're the victim, you just have to deal with it. That's sad. Yeah, that really is. Don't love that. <laughs> Everyone grows older and loses touch with what's cool. This is reflecting out of Toy Story. Um, This is the sad yet harsh truth. Sure, at first you're young and new, but eventually you'll have to kiss those days goodbye. That's so sad. You'll grow old and die. Oh my God. (laughs) Don't love that either. These are terrible. I like didn't think about this when I watched these movies. Men are allowed to be aggressive, but women can't. The Beauty and the Beast, Belle, has to console Beast's fragile masculinity, and it reinforces the message that girls should be delicate and boys will be boys. Ooh. So true. Very true. If you're strong, you can't also be smart. It's very true. There's so many of those stereotypes, I feel like, in early Disney. Love Disney movies, but there's some hardcore stereotypes in those movies. Mm Mm-hmm. All women are hyper feminine. I guess like the point of that is like same kind of stereotypes. Like if you're a woman, you have to be delicate and beautiful and feminine. You can't really be into what guys are. Essentially. Right. You can't have any like masculine yeah. like qualities. Exactly. That's crazy though. I didn't know that a lot of those movies portrayed those things. Like I know there were some things that like a lot of those movies portrayed that maybe were inappropriate that like we it was too over our heads like especially the tv shows when we were younger yeah like nickelodeon like stuff like yeah. that but like the lessons that were in those movies yeah. i mean think about think about the disney princess movies mm-hmm. it's always like the the prince rescuing the princess yeah every time why can't she rescue him yeah exactly <laughs> it's so true um have you watched the hunchback of notre dame yes not in a long time though so when Disney Plus first came out, was that back in like 2020, 2019? Mm-hmm. Or at least when we got it. <laughs> but we watched it and I was horrified. I was horrified with that movie. Mm-hmm. I was like, this movie is so messed up. I was appalled, speechless, awful. Um, number nine, money management is hard. <laughs> no matter if you're a kid or an adult, dealing with finances can really be cool. <laughs> Um. Number 10, we're all very imperfect. If you've been living your entire life thinking you can be perfect, think again, as the Wizard of Oz has taught us. (laughs) We're all lacking something, whether it's our brains, it's our hearts, our courage, whatever. Takeaways, life lessons that, you know, we were maybe subconsciously learning through all the movies that Mm -hmm. we saw. Anywho, moving on. So I think a big part of like life lessons also has a lot to do with like trying to figure out your life's purpose which we've talked about a lot on this podcast through astronomy we talked about it we also talked about it in the six human needs episode which i think was back on episode 10 um so again this kind of calls back to it but a a very public figure in that type of realm is tony robbins um so i wanted to share kind of one of his famous quotes he says every single person in this world has the same six needs again calling back to episode 10 but each of us values these needs in different ways and each of us have varied beliefs about what it means to satisfy those needs and this is what becomes the driving force behind everything we do and determines our direction in lives so i think like with life lessons those kind of 
help us conform to fulfilling those needs in a way. So finding your life's purpose, we know, can be very difficult. Um, I still haven't figured mine out, but... (laughs) I know, it's hard. I think it's an evolving thing, too. Yeah, for sure, for sure. But two things that Tony Robbins says really keeps people from finding your life's purpose, or I guess, like, kind of getting in your own way, is number one, certainty. The need for stability and predictability is one of the deepest human needs. Sometimes I feel like with finding that comes taking a risk and then being comfortable in the risk that you're it's just like it's again listen to episode 10 we get much more into that there but the second one is limited beliefs we're not good enough that we don't deserve to be happy um that leads to limiting behaviors like fear of failure and self-sabotage so again just those are both so accurate yeah because i feel like i've felt both of those things when like thinking about what's my life purpose or what do I want to do with my life? Like those are the things I think really resonate with me. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So um, he has, we'll link the article in the show notes, but he essentially has 12 um, ways to truly help you find your life's purpose. So I'm just going to read through them really quick. The first one is starting with searching inward, like finding what maybe is missing Number two, put purpose before your goals. Number three, focus on what you have. Number four, take ownership of your life. Number five, think about what brings you joy. Number six, develop your own life vision statement. Six, develop your own life vision statement. So like making that vision board. We've talked about that before. What does that look like? Manifest it for yourself. Number seven, discover your true needs. Number eight, write out your story. Number nine, take time for yourself. Number 10, embrace acceptance. Number 11, find your community. So surround yourself with the right people. And number 12, be flexible, letting go of what no longer serves you. I need to like write this on a sticky note and put it on my mirror or something (laughs) to remember all these things. I think they're really good. He brings up a lot of good points. I feel like uh, Tony Robbins is kind of like the guru when it comes to, you know, the human needs. You got to watch the documentary on Netflix. It's really good. That's what you said. But I think like he makes really valid points. I do think finding your life's purpose isn't something that you know right away. It takes many of many lives, like you say, in your life to figure that out. I think you learn a lot of lessons. Yeah. In that process. Right. Exactly. Exactly. figuring out what your purpose is it's not it's something that I feel like it's going to take time and you're going to learn lessons on the way that are going to help you figure out what your purpose is so that's a really good way to look at it I think we have actually some books that we found on life lessons if you're someone who's like interested in learning more about lessons that people have learned or you know just some things to keep in your back pocket but we found a bunch of books and we have you know some info on them some things that they talk about in the books the first one is Tuesdays with Maury by Mitch Albom um he's actually someone that came up a lot in our research when looking up different books on life lessons so if you're someone that's interested in reading books on life lessons just look up his name and there's a bunch that pop up there's one that I haven't read yet that I want to read subtle art of not giving up have you read it no but I want to read it so I was like researching some of these books and I kind of ended up going into a rabbit hole so I was going to share my rabbit hole with you um I at first I was like I've heard of this book before I heard good things about Mm -hmm. it and then I started looking into it and I wanted to kind of like give you guys the summary because I really think if you're kind of really struggling with 
maybe anxiety or accepting yourself this could be really helpful for you so essentially let me give you let me give you the uh the highlights here really quick so essentially this book really talks about not learning how to not give a fuck and i'm gonna say a lot of fucks in the next few minutes so i apologize but it's it's what's in the book (laughs) (laughs) so Basically, fixation on the positivity subconsciously is giving us attention to what's lacking. So telling yourself you're beautiful in the mirror is because you're lacking something, which I've never thought about that. And I think like that's a very like go to like self-help thing for yourself. Like look at yourself in the morning and tell yourself how great you are, whatever, whatever. But they're saying it's kind of like a different perspective on that, which I that was like the first thing I read that was like really grabbing my attention because from everything I've read and listened to, like those are practices that you should try and instill in your daily routine. So I was like, okay, I'm reading more. So essentially the key in life isn't about giving a fuck. It's about not giving a fuck. (laughs) (laughs) It's giving a fuck about what is true and what is immediate. So one, choose what to give a fuck about. Two, dedicate your fucks to what's truly fuck worthy. Three, choose what's important to you and give a fuck about that. And then four, less is always more. So don't give a fuck about the negative experiences, anxiety, anger, fear, because it's okay to have those feelings. You can acknowledge that you have those feelings, but say to yourself, I feel like shit and I don't give a fuck about it. (laughs) Wow, I love this. This is great. We need to read this book. Yeah. So what does it mean to not give a fuck? Not giving a fuck doesn't mean you're indifferent. It means you're comfortable with being indifferent. You must give a fuck about something, but what? Be comfortable being different. Which I love that. Yeah, I really like that too. Give a fuck about something bigger than adversity. Finding something important and meaningful in life is the most productive use of your time and energy because if you don't find something, your fucks will be given away to meaningless things. Don't hand out fucks like free ice cream. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, this is so good. good. So whether you realize it or not, you are always choosing what to care about and what not to. As we grow and learn acceptance about ourselves, we learn to not give a fuck about everything. Which is true. Like when you typically, typically, no, not everyone is like this, but they always say like the stigma that comes around turning 30 is you kind of learn to give less fucks about things. And I think that's very valid. And that's kind of what that is saying right there. So finding the ability to make a change in your life. um, They talk about when you're maybe at like a pivotal point in your life and you need to make a change. Like we were talking about earlier, maybe you're venting about the same thing over and over again. It's eating you up and you know you need to make a change, but maybe you're scared to do it. So how can you make that change? Being inspired, being motivated, taking action, doing something with principle. They also talk about some other habits um, that I find interesting that people struggle with. Um, One being people pleasing, the power of saying no, which we talked about earlier. So no one trusts a yes man and then you die. That was a quote from the book. Finding a purpose in life, like everything we just talked about, it can be difficult. So I'd really like to see like what specifically this book has to say about that. And then something interesting that I wanted to touch on, because I know this is something that, you know, we've talked about before. It talks about death and how to look at it differently, look beyond ourselves, learn to live comfortably with the idea. Of Ooh, death. this is like a fear of mine. So I need to read this. Yeah. Um, and then some other quotes I just wanted to share. Um, two more. One is, who you are is defined by what you'll struggle for, which I thought was very interesting. And then last, you and everyone you know is going to be dead soon. And in the short amount of time between here and there, 
you have a limited amount of fucks to give. Very few, in fact. And if you go around giving a fuck about everything and everyone, the desire for more positive experience in itself is a negative experience. Wow. I got to read this book. I've always seen it in like Barnes and Nobles and stuff. And I've always like, I kind of want to read it. But I read a book that's called Calm the F Down or something. And it's kind of like this, but this is like an opposite view yeah. on things. I feel like the other one kind of was too, from what you've just read, gets into like the nitty gritty of things. Mm-hmm. So we should read it and do an mm-hmm. episode about it. Yeah, we should. Yeah. So very interesting. <laughs> wow, I'm excited to read this. This is another one on my list. Yep, adding it. I'm not a big self-help book person. I just like don't really find them super interesting. I like find it hard to read sometimes, surprisingly, because I do find this topic interesting, but I don't know. I... I like fantasy books, so it's very different. But this is something that grabbed my attention. Yeah, so. I really like this. Um, another one we found was The Alchemist by Paul Colho, I think. I don't even know how to say that. Yeah, this book's a mindfuck. I read this book. You did? Yeah, I read it in college. <laughs> Wait, so I've never read it. So give us the yeah, lowdown. Yeah, so I, I actually did my own summary. I had to do some research to kind of refresh my memory with this book. But I did read it in college. So essentially... The Alchemist is a story of a shepherd boy who dreams of traveling the world in search of a treasure of some sort. I think he has like a dream about it. He's under some tree and he dreams about this treasure. And so he travels to Egypt and to, I think, try and figure out because like in his dream, it shows him where the treasure is. So he's trying to find it. So he meets an alchemist. So the main character is named Santiago. He realizes these dreams and he follows them. So that's what he's doing. Yeah. So really like the main idea of the story is to follow your dreams and that your journey is more important than your destination, which we talked about that earlier. That's kind of something we've talked about a lot on this podcast. It's about the journey, not about the destination. So that's the overarching theme. There's a lot of like mini lessons throughout the book as well. But the book also exhibits kind of the contrast between the lives of people who realize and fulfill their purpose in life and those who allow themselves to be sidetracked and don't achieve their goals. Like there's a lot of bumps in the road on his journey to his treasure and he meets a lot of people along the way and there's people that basically are kind of not fulfilling their life's purpose and living life kind of sad, like depressing (laughs) lives and he like recognizes that so that's part of it but I kind of have some like bullets of like some other additional lessons that come out one being the most simple things in life are the most extraordinary which I do like that a lot there is only one thing that makes a dream impossible to achieve it's the fear of failure the secret of life is to fall seven times and get up eight times love that one that's very true in the book he like fails a lot so (laughs) The closer one gets to realizing his destiny or her destiny, the more that destiny becomes their true reason for being. When you want something, the whole universe conspires in helping you achieve it. I think that's all comes back to manifesting. And then last, the treasure that we seek elsewhere, we find at our doorstep. So, yeah. I really like that. That book is a lot. Like, I was, like, re-reviewing the summary of, like, the book and I remember like the whole thing about him trying to find his treasure and meeting the alchemist and all these things that the alchemist is preaching him but then I forgot that he gets like trapped in all of these like side things like along the way and I just feel like the book was so frustrating (laughs) because I was like I just want this man to get his treasure but then he's like in jail at one point he's like working from some someone steals all his money has to go get a job somewhere it's like a lot of shit happens to him (laughs) 
<laughs> oh my gosh. I feel like this is another book that I've seen on shelves. And I was like, oh, that looks kind of interesting just based on the cover. Obviously, I've never read it. But I feel like there are a lot of good lessons in that book that people could take away from yeah, that story. There are. I wrote, I wrote a paper on it. That's somewhere. <laughs> in college you did? Yeah. It's actually, I feel like it's a really good book. Yeah. Insightful. Yeah. Um, one more book that I found. I don't really know much about it. The Last Lecture by Randy Pasuch. I don't really know much about it, but it's something that came up in our research. And it's another book that has a lot of life lessons in it. So definitely something that you should check out if you're interested. To wrap up today's episode, <laughs> we found a couple quizzes um, about ones about like life's purpose and the other ones about like life lessons. So... The first one was the life purpose quiz. So what did you get, Sam? It's basically a score out of like your purpose score, right? Yes. So your purpose score, it's out of 70. So my purpose score was 46 out of 70. Nice. Indicating a moderate level of purpose. So I won't read the whole thing, but basically it's saying that um, I have a sense of purpose, but there is room to grow and strengthen my purpose. So they gave me some suggestions to refresh my sense of purpose and they said to discuss your purpose with others so talking with trusted friends discussing um, where you were in your life when you first formed your purpose and compared to where you are now asking yourself some questions like what's most important to me and what do I think I'm particularly good at just kind of like going back to those basic questions and refreshing myself um they say that I should imagine myself at a future age, like 10 or 20 years down the road, and think about what my life would be like if everything went as well as possible. And then ask yourself questions about your future self, like what are you doing, what's important to you. So just envisioning yourself in that space where you're 10 or 20 years older. Clarifying your values. So reflecting on your values can help. And asking, you know, yourself what your values are and they can help you get a clearer purpose and then cultivating positive emotions. So positive emotions help us broaden our outlook on the world and feel energized to take action for the greater good. So just having gratitude can help us care about others and build relationships and feel connected to something greater than ourselves. So yeah, those are some suggestions that they gave me. And I feel like I really want to start doing the best possible self one, like envisioning myself, kind of like that manifesting like 10 to 20 years from now, what my life will be like or look like or how I envision it and just putting that into existence is something I really want to try. Yeah, I got pretty much the same thing. I got a 38 out of 70 because I know you have a little bit of an idea what your life's purpose is. I'm like, I'm, I, I don't know. <laughs> so. But it's a journey, right? Yeah, I'll figure it out. Um, yeah, so 30 out of 70, I had the same, like, moderate level, um, same bullets and recommendations. The other quiz I took was the life lesson one. Basically, like, it gives you a score of, like, what life lesson you could benefit the most off of, essentially. So my number one was let it be, because we know I'm a control freak, and I have a hard time just letting go. Um, the let it be group is focused on learning lessons around acceptance, patience, neutrality and humility <laughs> so I thought that was interesting and then some other ones opening up is a good one because I'm not great about talking about my feelings letting go keep going let love in and uh, being more grateful so there's a couple go and then if you click into each one it gives you kind of like a breakdown so what were those were your top five no my top five my first one was let it be the second one was spirited which is a is about like I think finding some type of 
greater power like faith trust or like spirituality the next one was opening up focused on learning lessons related to courage open-heartedness forgiveness vulnerability that one's pretty accurate letting go so peace surrender and stillness learning how to relax and let go kind of similar to let it be and then the next one is free spirit which is learning to just like enjoy little things a little bit more which i could be better about 100 percent. i feel like we have similar ones my first one was spirited my next one was let it go the next one was let love in then let it be then middle way i don't know much about yeah, that middle was way the last one what does that mean let's see what it means Harmony, balance, self-control, and boundaries. Okay. Yeah, I feel like those are really interesting and definitely something that if you want to figure out like what life lesson you should be focusing on, that's a good way to kind of narrow it down and figure out what's something that you could work on. Yeah, for sure. Cool. That was fun. That was fun. Yeah. Kind of reflecting a little bit on, you know, some of the bumps in the road and what we've been able to take away from it yeah we hope you learned something or took something away from this and if you have any like lessons that you want to share with us or anything like that please reach out because we love to hear from you guys yeah well next week we'll have a fun christmas episode i can't wait stay tuned we'll get into the holiday spirit i'll wear my santa hat (laughs) (laughs) oh god (laughs) you're not gonna surprise me this time (laughs) maybe maybe we'll see maybe i'll surprise you this time please do (laughs) We need to have like a holiday cocktail while we do it. Oh, we should 100%. I'm yeah. not working the next day, so I have off. Oh, you have off the 22nd? Mm-hmm. You know, so do I though. I mean, I do not, but like it's going to be a joke, so we'll yeah. figure it out. Yeah, let's do it. Okay, I'm down. I can't I'm wait. I'm so excited. Okay, guys. Well, like and subscribe. Follow us on Instagram and all the freaking things. Um, And yeah, we hope you guys have a great week. And We'll see you guys soon. <laughs> have a great week. Bye. Bye. Bye.